Hello, I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. Excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, these podcasts were started a couple months ago to highlight local stories of faith and sports and also introduce to you various members of our leadership team. So today, I am thrilled to have my friend Weston Mason join us on the phone today to share his story. Weston is a lifelong friend of the Hardy family and also one of the founding board members of All In Sports Outreach. He serves as our treasurer, and we'll talk a little bit about that once we get into his story. Weston and his wife, Ashley, live in Selma. They're both very involved in the community, and again, you'll hear more about that in his story. Just love their heart for Jesus, for sports, and for for ministry. So without further delay, let's jump right into the story. Thanks for joining me today, Weston. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You bet. So let's start off with just telling a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your family. Um, what do you do for a living? Uh, yeah, um, uh, my wife, Ashley, uh, we've been married for about four years. Uh, we've known each other for about nine years. We met uh, in college uh, at the University of Mobile and um, dated all throughout school and uh, got married a couple, couple months after uh, graduate school. And uh, we both moved back to the big city of Selma, where uh, I am a uh, certified public accountant, a CPA, and she is uh, a marketing director at an um, independent insurance agency. So, um, yeah. Awesome. And y'all have lived in Selma how long? We've, well, we've lived in Selma for those four years. Uh, I'm, I'm originally from Selma, and uh, Ashley is originally from Mobile, um, so her moving from Mobile to Selma um, is a complete culture shock for her, as how she would put it. Um, <laughs> but she uh, she's she's enjoying Selma. She really is. Yeah, and and y'all are uh, y'all attend a local church and active there. Is at Elkdale? Is that right? That's right. Yeah, uh, we've been at Elkdale for uh, about four years. Um, we started attending there shortly after we got married i want to say it was in november of 2013 we officially joined elkdale and uh we've been very active in, in serving in elkdale and and i was i was actually recently elected a deacon so that was a, a huge honor for me um to be a part of that and um so yeah we've we've enjoyed elkdale that's awesome so let's talk a little bit of sports off the at the start of it. So what, what sports did you play growing up in Selma? <laughs> growing up, I, I played just about anything, anything that had a ball. Um, so I would, I played football, basketball, baseball. Um, I played golf. And I think that's just about it. I never really got into soccer. Soccer wasn't a, a big thing in Selma. However, if it would have been, I probably would have played soccer too. Um, but I uh, I really enjoyed basketball. Basketball was really my passion. And uh, football, I, I didn't like that too much. I didn't like to get hit. So once I <laughs> was unable to outrun everybody, I, I quit playing football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you mentioned soccer. Soccer is making a comeback in Selma, though. It is. Yeah, it is. In fact, my, my youngest brother, Wade, he's he plays soccer at, at his school right now, and, and he's really enjoying soccer. So. Yeah. It's 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 becoming more and more popular. So, do you play basketball through high school? Do you play baseball 
in high school or anything? I played. Uh, I played uh, all my years. I played basketball, and then I did one year of track and field where I was the high jumper, and I hated every single minute <laughs> of that. I I did not know how to do it. I could jump pretty high, but I had zero technique to it. So I I learned quickly that uh, basketball was something I could somewhat do, and and had a passion for that. Yeah. So. You mentioned you went on to University of Mobile and you've moved back, and recently you've done some uh, coaching at the high school level. Is that right? That's right, yeah. I, I originally got my start in coaching, I guess you could say. Three years ago I was able to uh, – I was had the opportunity to coach uh, my youngest brother, Wade's basketball team. I think he was in fifth grade at the time, and uh, it's this – little league at uh at morgan academy where he goes to school and it was four through sixth graders and and i had i just had a blast coaching them that's where i originally got my my coaching start and then the past two years i was a uh, i was the assistant coach for the varsity boys basketball team at morgan academy uh which was a lot of fun too uh very time consuming but very rewarding so in your short coaching career um what would you say or you can even go back to you know you know since you've only been coaching a couple of years you know you can include right. your high school playing days too what would you say is your your best memory or greatest accomplishment either as an athlete or coaching well um I think for me it was, it was more of a memory from coaching the four through sixth grader my my brother's team you know um just watching the growth and the the kids these days, um, many of them didn't even know how to dribble a basketball uh, for more than 10 seconds at a time. And then to watch them from the first day of practice to to game time or to the to the last game, their growth in that that was uh, a lot of fun for me to watch their confidence. Um, you know, sometimes us as adults we we kind of think that. The kids that we're coaching, they ought to play at the same level or think the same things that we do. Um, but, I mean, you're not going to see too many uh, fourth, fifth, sixth graders that are able to dribble right-handed, go through the legs, behind the back, do a reverse uh, layup or anything like that. So, I mean, I kind of took the time with them to teach the fundamentals of basketball, uh, kind of show them you know, the defensive stance, the three-point uh, technique, or the three, uh, yeah, the th- triple threat, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just watching them uh, grow in basketball and then to see how, you know, we had one kid on our, on our team that, that had no interest in playing basketball at all. He was just there because his mom basically made him. And in practice, I couldn't get him to ever shoot. Well, in the game, he finally shot. And the first shot he did, it was a swish from about 15 feet away. Oh, wow. And just the face that he made after that, I mean, I'll always think about that. But it was it was a lot of fun to just to watch these kids just go out there and just have fun playing basketball. There's a lot and of I wanted more than anything to just be an encourager. I didn't really – I wanted to teach the fundamentals and be an encourager. So that was basically my – focus during that season and we we made it to the championship game and uh the i guess our best player at the time he he had a a church 
related activity outside of basketball that he had to attend. And so we were unable to get the, the W, but that's, that's all right. Well, I'll always cherish that. That's awesome. You know, I was thinking as you're telling the story about the kid who never played before and didn't really want to play, there's a lot you could draw from that, just overcoming your fears. And once you, you know, have a little bit of success, how that can just give you, just build up that confidence. That's good. So kind of turn the table a little bit. Uh, What about uh, biggest disappointment or or greatest challenge? Uh, I think the biggest disappointment for me was when I was coaching – uh, the first year at Morgan, helping coach at, at Morgan, and we were uh, in a regional tournament game. And if we won that game, we were able to go to the playoffs. And I think it had been the first time we went to the playoffs in in a in a little while since I definitely since I'd been there um, back in '08. So if we'd have won that game, we uh, we could have made it to the playoffs. But we just played a team that. That was that the first half they basically they could kick it in if they wanted to. I mean they could throw it from half court and and it just go in. And so at halftime we were down by 25 points. And so uh, we came in and made halftime adjustments and stuff like that. And we were able to cut it back down to two points with about two minutes left in wow. the game. And so our guys are obviously coming back that much. They were they were obviously tired and gassed and stuff like that. So. Um, we ultimately lost the game by four or five points. So that, that disappointment of being so close but yet so far away from the from the playoffs, um, and just and just hating it for the players as well because I know that they battled back uh, really really hard in order to to give us a shot at the end, and it it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, that is tough. Wow. So let's shift a little bit to uh, talk about uh, faith a little bit. So. I guess before we get too far, talk about a little bit about your faith journey. You know, at what point did you realize that, you know, it was all about a personal relationship with Jesus? When did you make that decision for you, and when did it become real in your life? Uh, yeah, I, I was able, or I had the uh, opportunity at Shiloh Baptist Church in Sardis at, at nine years old to, uh, and I personally accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And uh, it's it's crazy because whenever I tell the story, it's I was standing in the in the pew, and we were doing the invitation or whatever, and the preacher was saying, uh, if obviously if if you accepted Christ, just to uh, to come down, and it it felt like something was just like tugging on my shirt and like bringing me down the aisle like I didn't even realize it kind of in a, in a sense uh, it's kind of hard to explain but um but I knew for sure that it was uh the Holy Spirit tugging on my heart and um so I was able you know I, I didn't have a a terrible childhood or anything like that I wasn't able to overcome like many obstacles like so many people have today with their testimony but uh, right then, at nine years old, in, in Shiloh Baptist Church, uh, I accepted uh, Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Awesome. So um, I mentioned in the intro, you're one of the the founding board members of All In Sports Outreach. You serve as our treasurer. So Rand and I, I think it was the second episode, kind of told the story of how the organization was born, how it all got started, and um, you know, as we're putting together that initial leadership team. 
you were probably the first or second person I, I reached out to um, because we needed, um, well, we knew you loved sports and you love, you know, had a great relationship with Christ and, and loved being involved in ministry, but also, you know, you said you're a CPA, so we needed somebody that understood taxes and money. So um, I don't remember if I called or emailed you, but if you can recall um, maybe your thoughts when you first received that email or call from me about just the whole idea of All In um, Sports Outreach, the organization, and, you know, after, you know, those thoughts, why, what drew you to the organization? Right, right. Uh, I think it was an email. I think you emailed me originally, and Whenever I read the email, you know, it was like a, it was a busy day for me. Uh, at the time, I was studying for the CPA exam uh, in the morning and then doing work in the afternoon. So it was just one of those days where uh, I was just going, going, going. And then I read the email from you saying, hey, you and Rand have came up with this idea of all-in sports and uh, wanted me to serve as treasurer. And I just, I just smiled because it was so cool to see God work like that um and it was, it was I mean Jesus and sports have always been my passions uh, anytime you can combine the two um and and use it as an opportunity to, to preach God's word um, I'm all in <laughs> yeah there <laughs> so, you go but yeah I mean it was important for me to to get in the leadership of all in because I mean one I wanted to serve God and serve people through sports um Two, I wanted to serve the city of Selma, really. Uh, I really just wanted to make an impact in, in, in Selma and, uh, and try and uh, do the best I can. Um, and then I kind of wanted to uh, be around, you know, have the accountability, uh, you know, that comes through leadership. Um, you know, people are looking at you. And, and so that's, that's kind of something I've always liked because it, it keeps me accountable for my actions you know I, I i don't need to go out doing certain things obviously and and be associated with all in sports so to have that account accountability and then and then lastly i really uh just wanted to be around a, a great group of guys who who love god and have a passion for sports so it was always uh always just one of my passions that's awesome and also able to use your uh, your career is a way to give back too. So, which obviously right. we're very thankful for that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it can it can sometimes be overwhelming for me. I know in the early stages it was, but I mean it's it's all smoothed out now and it's it's going great. Awesome. So, you know, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of people listening that that I've talked to this about, but I I love talking about um, the organization, the ministry, what's going on because it's just such a it's a passion. It's a part of my life, my family's life. So we talk a lot about it. And one of the things that, you know, people ask about fundraising, they ask about, you know, how do we get donations? How are we able to do what we do? And I just, I'm always just telling people, hey, God just continues to bless and provide. You know, I feel like, you know, we take a step of obedience. He He provides. And so I was just curious as the treasurer, could you give us a glimpse of what that looks like? Because you see all of that firsthand, you know, I'm not, you know, we need to get into right. dollar amounts or, or people's names, but, you know, just an example is, I mean, it's very common 
you know, to get that text. Hey, I just checked the P.O. box, and there's a check for insert any amount from $10 to 4000 And so just, right. you know, what what is it like being the treasurer and just seeing how, you know, because through no fundraising that God just continues to to flood us with, with what we need? Well, I know in the early stages of All In, we were uh, getting just enough money to take care of like the startup costs and the insurance and and to pay uh, pay the IRS to kind of get us legal. Obviously, we wanted to be a five hundred one c company or nonprofit. So, I wouldn't say we were ever uh, nervous or worried about where the money came from, but it was tight in the beginning. Um, I think about in in Matthew six. I think it's it's verse twenty five through thirty four, and I won't get all in, into all of it, but I'll just paraphrase a little bit of it. And it says, "Why do you worry, uh, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink?" And then it says in in verse thirty three and thirty four says, "But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, mm. and all these things will be given to you. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself." And I think that verse was was very key for us in the beginning, um, because we we did get a little worried about certain financial issues mm-hmm. that came up. Um, but you know, after we did the first or second camp, a basketball camp or baseball camp, um, you know, the word got out, and and we've had tremendous support financially, because I feel like we've given this entire ministry to God mm-hmm. and just say, hey, it's yours, God. We'll do whatever. And uh, we haven't had to worry about uh, financial situations um, without getting into dollar amounts. I mean, we've we've just been blessed, it would be the, the simplest way to put it. And, and we do appreciate any and all those who have supported uh, All In Sports, uh, whether through volunteering or giving back. So we do appreciate that. Yeah, and I I think it was um you're right, the first 4 or 5 months it was it was tight cuz we didn't we didn't really know what we were doing. We were trying to find our way through, you know, just getting set up as a nonprofit and then uh-huh. you know, God just provided everything we needed for that and then I think it was the very beginning of 2016 in one of the board meetings. I I remember just thinking through Ephesians 3:20 that you know it was just a Paul's prayer that he believed God was going to do far more than he ever dreamed, hoped or imagined. And just thinking about that 2016 if far more would just be our theme and our prayer that as an organization that we would just trust God with what we have and just be available and that's when I think it was the beginning of 2016 that's when we began to see you know people just come alongside of us without even asking and just provide and give and still happens today so yeah, that's good that's a good reminder yeah. that you know seek him first and, and he does provide and there's no need to worry i'm a worrier you know i do worry at times but you know and then i have to just remember and it seems like the times when i do start worrying is when i get that text that hey i checked the p.o box and selman here's, right. here's a check right. you know and it's like whoa where did that come from we didn't even ask so that's good all right so um shift gears a little bit. Um, I know a lot of listeners um, are student athletes. We have a group of coaches I know that consistently listen. So 
Um, in today's world where it's not as popular to live out your faith, especially in a, in a school setting or a coach setting, just because it's just not as accepted. So what advice would you offer um, a student athlete or a coach who, who wants to live out their faith in schools and, um, you know, to take that stand? Because, you know, I've talked to a lot of coaches, a lot of athletes through the years, and you know, the conversation is always that athletics is a platform, whether we like it or not. I mean, some people right. don't like the fact that athletes have a platform, but the reality is they do, and it can be used for good or bad. So what what advice or encouragement would, would you offer a coach or an athlete that is, you know, wanting to live out their faith and through the platform they've been given? You know, for a, uh, a student athlete, I'd probably just say, and I know it's it's simple, it's just be bold and, and, and be courageous in your walk with Christ. I mean, you are you may get made fun of not being able or not going to certain things in life or, or doing certain things that other guys are doing. Um, but I would just say just stick to the values that you were raised up. Mm. Uh, maybe find a role model um, that you can look up to, whether that be a pro athlete or, or even your coach. Hopefully your coach uh, is – is maybe or or even your pastor i guess is is a better thing uh, mm-hmm. a better person to look up to um but just find an accountability partner that has that that christ like attitude uh, i know for me that's that's what i was drawn to whenever i was playing uh sports uh, i didn't i didn't really care about going to the parties and and stuff like that i, I wanted to be more like christ as much as i could so i tried to surround yourself with uh with Christ-like people. I mean, if if you want to be success, successful in life, I mean, are you going to hang around guys or or people who are successful? Or are you going to hang around people who always are down and, and stuff like that? So uh, for the athletes, yeah, just to be bold and be courageous. And then for the coaches, I mean, I, I've only had a, a three-year short career of coaching, but I would just say be encouragers more than anything. Mm. Um, you know, as much as I love to, to win and hate to lose, there came a time in coaching where it just clicked for me that it's it's not about wins and losses, but more about encouraging the players, you know, just, just let the players see Jesus in you. Um, you know, words and actions carry a long way um, with these players. Uh, I know for me it does whenever – Whenever I was playing, I had a I had a coach, uh, Lee Tate, who uh, who's a pastor out at Benton Baptist, uh, uh, just outside of Selma, and you know he would always just not only just I guess preach to us, but he would also just give us life lessons. And I know uh, for a, a student athlete that it, it still uh, carries a big impression with me. So I would just say for coaches to just be encouragers. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, last question. Every every guest so far we've had on uh, on this podcast kind of answers this last question. Um, our organization name, All In Sports Outreach, the first two words, All In. It's a very common uh, phrase in sports now. I know a number of high school and college teams, basketball and football, use that. You know, and we – every – camp we do with kids we we open up the camp with what it means to be all in not just in at the camp and sports but also we talk to them about life you know their spiritual life their home life as a student 
Um, so, you know, what does all in mean to you? But mo- most importantly, what would you say it means to you personally to be all in in your walk with Christ? Yeah, I think all in to me just means to be uh, just completely sold out to Christ. And then carrying that over to to my walk with Christ or being all in for Christ, that means, you know, giving your time, maybe your talents, money, marriage, your career, uh, any and everything all over to God. I mean, it, it's so easy for us to worry uh, about certain things. But once you realize that everything is in God's hands, um, the worry goes away, or at least for me it does. So... I have I've I've been trying my best to to be all in uh with God whether in my quiet time or or just throughout the day um just completely focusing on God. That's good. That's good. Well, um thanks for taking a few minutes today Weston and uh joining and just sharing a little bit about yourself and um and about the organization and your passion so I appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Stuart. You bet. I know um, I'm always encouraged, whether we're uh, talking on the phone or texting, emailing, just always encouraged being around you and just hearing your story is has been an encouragement. And I hope that, you know, if there's just one listener out there that gets something out of it, then all this is worth it. Because, you know, I had a friend tell me um, about six months ago when I was worried about one of the events and you know, getting caught up in numbers. And he just said, just remember, you do it for the one. So, you know, so thank you for for your passion and and wanting to be a part of that. So we also um, are very grateful to everybody who listens to this podcast. Um, We get a lot of good feedback from listeners. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. And we ask you to, you know, continue to share it with family and friends as well, as we believe that this is just another platform God's given us to further spread the gospel, and that's the whole point of of what we're doing. So thank you, and um, just a reminder, you can always stay in touch with us. We love to hear from you. If you're a Facebook user, just type in All In Sports Outreach. Go to our page. You can find pictures and a number of uh, information about upcoming events, past events, but you can also send us a message. We love hearing from people. If you're not a Facebook user, just go to our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out any and everything you want to know about the organization, and again, you can contact us through through the website. So we love hearing from you. Um, thank you again for listening, and until the next episode, thank you.